Welcome to the Degenerates Clubhouse, a place for less than distinguished gentlemen to discuss nonsense and fuck all tomfoolery. With your hosts Aaron and Armando. Honestly, who's going to listen to this? What a couple of stupid fucking cunts. Welcome to episode 83 of the Degenerates Clubhouse. Uh, actually, I, ha- I have a workout song recommendation. A workout song recommendation? Yeah, yeah. Last time we were talking about German hip hop. Uh-huh. This is in, in, in English. Uh, off English. Okay. So you say it in English and German. But it's, it's just a like very end of the workout, like last push, like just banger. It is called Red Rover by a band called, named Little Stranger. So the name of the song is Red Rover and the song is Little Stranger. Uh, I don't think I'd ever want to listen to this outside of working out, but it, it came on as I was walking back from your house the other night. And I was like, all right, like I'm pumped. I'm going to, I'm going to walk extra hard. <laughs> but I also brought that up because that, that, that reminded me, did you ever play Red Rover as a kid? No. You never played Red Rover? What were the games? Like, did you have like neighborhood games you played? We uh we were we're Hispanic, dude. We we tagged the walls. <laughs> no, like organized gangs are not. That's not what I meant. I meant did you oh. did you play like like I know you yeah you had spray paint tags. Did you play like freeze tag? No, we played we we played like I'm sure we played hide because see where we lived was like apartment complexes. So there was plenty of like nooks and crannies and places to hide and shit. Mm-hmm. So I'm positive we played like hide and go seek uh, tag. That, that was uh, one of our favorites as well. What else? Um, did you ever play Capture the Flag? That game was I the best. I don't think we did. You need you need a little bit more room. Well, not really. You could probably play it in an apartment complex. Capture the Flag? Little, yeah, because it's kind of like tag, but then you have to get the flag, and then if you tag them, you get the flag back. It's a whole thing. Very organized. There was a jail. You never heard about this? You guys, uh-uh. seems like that would have been up here. No. <laughs> No, too, we, too real. No, we yeah, we just went to we went to jail for real. If you get if you, it's like you had like a side. There was like a dividing line. So like if you were on their side and you got tagged, you had to go to jail. And then like if somebody who wasn't tagged like made it to their side, they could either try to get the flag or they could try to free the people for like jailbreak them. But we played like a freeze tag. We played freeze tag. What? Capture the flag was very, very complicated. There was many rules, and then something, and then inevitably someone would get pissed off. So then a new rule would be invented. No, we played freeze tag. We didn't play capture the flag. We weren't that creative. That was it. So you just had like hide and go seek and freeze tag. Hide and go seek, freeze tag. Don't go to jail. Um, we played wait, ball wait, games. Is, is that, sorry, is that a child's game? We're just <laughs> with your parents every morning. We're like, hey, yeah, but if you're gonna go out, just don't. <laughs> whatever you do, just don't go to jail. We uh, we played basketball and and. Uh, we didn't play soccer. We played football, like t- like flag football, like just street flag football or touch yeah. football, two-hand touch, that kind of thing. The, ki- the kids in my neighborhood loved to play hockey, like roller hockey. Yeah, we didn't have hockey or lacrosse in the West Coast or, you know, where we... Yeah, I never... It's weird. Like, I... Because I, I... You know what? That probably was it. When I was in, like, uh, towards the end of middle school and then high school, I moved to like we moved to a more affluent neighborhood, mm-hmm. and then I just put that together. Like, yeah, we also didn't have hockey until I moved, <laughs> until we moved to the rich neighborhood. Huh? Yeah, it was it was just like one of the kids wanted to actually be play hockey. He wanted to be on the high school hockey team, so he'd try to get us to practice with him. And I was always the goalie. We didn't have uh, we didn't have it would have had to have been like uh, roller hockey or some form of that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We didn't we weren't playing ice hockey. We were playing. Uh, 
Like, but then street hockey. The reason we didn't do any of that was because that would require us to own a pair of skates, and there's no way. We, like, we had to do with little to no uh, equipment. You know what I mean? Like, you, you need the hockey stick. There was the yeah, one, the, the one little brother who just couldn't skate for shit. So he, we would let him play just in like regular shoes, and he's just running around. We, uh, I say like games like soccer would be easy for us to play, but I don't think anyone in the neighborhood really enjoyed soccer. But it's just something whatever that has like very minimal uh-huh. equipment required. That's why it's the most popular game in the world? Yeah, because you can be poor as fuck and still play the game. In in Brazil, Argentina, in the favelas. I, I, I don't know if there's room in in the favelas. They look pretty cramped. Anyhow, those were those were our, our childhood games. I was wondering if like there were any like like unique ones that you guys had, but not that I recall. Okay. Okay. Oh, you want you want you want me to segue into? I, I don't. There is yeah, because you're the one who came up with the whole talking about little kids games things. I didn't know you had that that like uh, in the hole. I don't know. It was just something I I was just thinking about it as I came over because we were. Uh, just, just uh, reminiscing. About, yeah, nostal- nostalgic stuff. I don't think <laughs> I. Well, I can't even really be nostalgic because I never, I never read James Joyce. Have you? I don't think so. I haven't either. I, I read so most of the classic, like classical authors. I read. I'm realizing we're American. Uh huh. Um, I did read a bunch of classical. Actually, like right around the same time when I was a kid in middle school during the summer, I would just read like 20, 30 books, just plow through them. And a lot of them were classical authors. And I never, I'd never, and that whole time never read U- Ulysses. Did, oh, I read that one. So you did read James Joyce. That's James Joyce. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I read that one. Unless, I, unless I'm having a seizure, but yeah, I think that's James Joyce. But, uh, I feel like, I feel like I wouldn't have liked it because that guy's a fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, yeah. Next level weirdo. Degenerate's history. Do, 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 do. James Joyce. We're going to talk about Mr. James Joyce, the author of said aforementioned Ulysses. Perhaps Ireland's greatest man of letters, James Augustine Aloysius. I imagine is is pronounced Aloysius. Is that, is that part of it? You think? You think if your middle name's Aloysius, like you just become a freak? You become a fucking weirdo. They make fun of you because of your name. Uh, James Augustine Aloysius Joyce from uh, uh, 1882 to 1941, author of the innovative novels Ulysses and Finnegan's Wake, was a modernist writer who wrote in a groundbreaking style that combined complexity with explicit content that shocked contemporaries and led to landmark legal decisions on obscenity. Or it's uh, obscenity, but yeah. What was so? What was uh, Ulysses like? Like, what was so like obscene about it? Uh, we can read. He was a total pervert. No, I just, I just from like you said, you read it, just like from your memory, like does I something don't, jump out. I don't remember. No, I don't remember anything. I'm sure there was. If I, yeah, I don't. Just, you think it's one of those ones where it's like a, like you just probably didn't think that much about it, and b, maybe back in the day they were a little bit stricter. Ah, you know, I, I think uh, reading for us wasn't like it was like, it was we read in class as a group, and and it was only like. We didn't read the whole thing through. Usually, like the teacher would skip around, so that um, maybe that maybe they were like censoring certain shit that they didn't want us to um, to read about. Maybe Fair they enough. were they were hiding like the stuff that he may have been Ooh. otherwise controversial about. Okay, let's let's table that thought. We'll come back to it. Continue. Uh, Joyce had a thing for breaking wind, farts, if you will. He just loved <laughs> farts to distraction and could not get enough of them. Whether dishing them out, preferably on people's faces, or receiving them. <laughs> Farts made Joyce's day, and his enjoyment of farts was not limited to the fine pleasure of experiencing them. 
Being a wild, I'm sorry, being a world-class author, he had to write about farts, describing them in exquisite detail. <laughs> and indeed, there's an entire collection of Joyce letters in which he writes passionately about farts and farting. An excerpt from a letter to his lover. It is a wonderful life to... My love, you're gone too quickly, like a fart on a windy day. I don't know what that... He's Irish, isn't he? I can't even do an Irish accent. I don't know what that accent was, but in, you know, the 50s, the 40s, the 30s, like, every letter was just, like, beautifully crafted and, and passionate, and the fact that he applied that to farts well, I'm trying is to kind write, of amazing. I'm trying to read the excerpt, but it doesn't make because they, they block out the, the profanity. The what? Excerpt. What did I say? Expert? Did I say expert? I don't know. I wasn't really sure. That's why I asked. Oh. That, that's okay. Um... Anyway, you can, you can figure it out. It's a, well, I guess it is. It is wonderful to fuck a farting woman when every fuck <laughs> drives one out of her. I think I would know Nora's fart anywhere. I think I could pick hers out in a room full of farting women. It is rather girlish noise, not like the wet, windy fart which I imagine fat wives have. Wait, wait, hold on. I'm just imagining there's some sort of like elaborate murder that took place in a dark room. And like the killer farted, and it's just James Joyce at a police lineup. And he knows which one it is. Like, all right, number number two, step forward. Okay, <laughs> not, not not number two, literally. Oh no, no, literally. Oh, gross. <laughs> he's, he's just he's just it's just the whole lineup of women farting, and him him sniffing it, and being absolutely enthralled and tantalized by all of it, and then and then he finally he's like, no, that's the killer. I would know that fart anywhere. I'm going to continue reading with this excerpt. Did I, did I say expert again? No, I didn't. No, I no, said, you got it. You good. Now you got me. Now, I, now I'm in my head. It is sudden and dry and dirty like what a bold girl would let off in fun in a school dormitory at night. I hope Nora will let off no end of her farts in my face so that I may know the smell also. And yet another letter, Joyce gushes to his beloved. If I gave you a bigger, stronger fuck than usual... Fat, dirty farts came spluttering out of your backside. Oh, wow. You had an ass full of farts that night, darling, and I fucked them out of you. Big fat fellows, long windy ones, quick little merry cracks, and a lot of tiny little naughty farties ending the long gush from your hole. The man just loved himself some wind breakage. J James Joyce's greatest regret in life is that he never lived to see the day of Taco Bell. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that would have been just next level pleasure for him. It is kind of cool that that you know here's this like uh, rather i otherwise distinguished uh -huh. well-known author yeah and he just finds like humor in poo or not poo in uh well in it's it seems like it's next level for him right because yeah. i for, for guys it's sort of funny but like i don't think there's this like deep infatuation with the smell of it is there uh, dude some guys like sense some guys like like there's, well, a, there's clearly like, there's people out there that like will pay to have like women ship them like used underwear because they want the fucking odor of like dirty vagina or dirty beehole. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's that some people that, that 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 really enjoy that. Look, you know, <laughs> uh, TikTokers and um, Instagram models they gotta they gotta eat, man. You gotta do what you gotta do. I think I think Jim Norton talks about how he likes it when girls have like a little bit of bo. Oh, okay. But he's also Gamey. into he's also he likes into, the, the pheromones. He's also in the chicks with dicks. So. You know, <laughs> good for him, I guess. Hey, you know, do do your thing, Jim Norton. I don't know if I, I, <laughs> I don't know that I share Mr. James Joyce's passion for women's, uh, uh, 
butthole smells. You know, maybe, maybe like he he is sort of a revolutionary because I I feel like that that is stigmatized. Like like women are like afraid to fart in front of men. Dude, there was a girl that I, I dated for a long time, and I lived with her, and I never never once recall like seeing her or like like her taking a shit. Like she must have done it. All, she must have take. She must have saved her shits to when I wasn't home. Yeah, well, do you remember we were talking about the movie The Big Sick, uh-huh. uh, starring Kumail Nanjiani? And uh, the, yeah, there's a scene in that where it's like he he's like first kind of meets his girlfriend, you know, f- future wife, and like she's trying to sneak out of the house in the or not of the house. Like he's got this small apartment that he shares, and she's trying to sneak out of it in the middle of the night to a diner. And he's like, "What are you, what are you doing? I'll go with you." And it's she's just like. Turns out that they have a very thin bathroom door. And, oh, so you can hear everything. And yeah. there's no, yeah, there's no matches or, or air freshener. So she wants, she's trying to like sneak out of the apartment so she can go shit in this diner's bathroom. And and, and then just he, really let loose, just really have fun. It's, it's like you know what, women, you shouldn't you shouldn't have to live like that. You know, there's there's there are people out there like James Joyce, and if you're just a, a gassy gal, you just got to find your James Joyce. You just gotta have you gotta have one of them bathrooms that has the vent, the fan going off, so the fan makes noise, and then yeah, just make sure you have uh, matches in your bathroom. Like that, I, I, I obviously live live alone, but I have matches in the bathroom and air air freshener and all that shit. The the fan goes off because even when I'm home alone, I'm like, <laughs> I have the thing in my mind like, if there was someone else in the room or in the apartment, I don't want them to hear or smell my shits, so I, <laughs> I have all that. I've, noise pollution. I've got one of those like like barbecue lighters. What are those things called? Uh-huh. The yeah. big, yeah, the, the, exten- the extended like long. Yeah, because because I also I do have a candle on on a little like a nice like aroma candle. Yeah, so it's all prepared. You know what, women, <laughs> we're trying to step our games up too. Okay, we understand yeah. it. I understand your pain. James Joyce didn't understand it. He loved it. Good for him. I mean, uh, there there are worse things he could have been like a a, a perv about. Like that's kind of like. That's 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 a safe perversion. You that, know what I mean? That it's is not like a hurting victim, anybody. Victimless crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not like into like aggressively choking a chick and like thumbing he, her butthole while he, simultaneously. He he didn't yeah. have to move to Italy because that was the Marquis de Sade. Uh-huh. He's like, it's like Jesus Christ. This guy keeps getting kicked out of countries because of how fucking perverted he is. So you know what? Good job, James Joyce, for being a, a groundbreaking author. Oh, that is what I wanted to come back to. And, like, maybe we, we could discuss this on a future episode, but, like, like they are, like, flat out, like, banning books in Florida. And I actually got a list of, like, all the, the books that were banned, and I was going through them. And, like, some of them I was like, I, okay, I can see how this, like, hardcore triggered, you know, like, conservative Christians because it was, like – like two boys fuck in a parking lot. That was like the name of the book. I mean, I, I, it, was, it was something to that effect. I'm like, okay, I get it. What's wrong with that? But but there was a, there was a couple of books that I'd read, and I was like legitimately trying to remember like anything that would have been provocative or. And yeah, I had to look up. I'm like, wait, what what was wrong with this book? And I'm like, oh right, there was that one like tiny scene in a you know in in this this whole big book. And that's and got it got banned in Florida. It's crazy. They also banned math textbooks. What they thought, they saw some of the word problems like like expressed like a political view or something. I don't know those uh, those controversial math textbooks. But yeah. it was like they banned like forty percent of all math textbooks in the I, state. Flor- Florida is going to be the first state to reach idiocracy level, like the um like the movie. 
Mm. Or like they're just watching TV shows that are just about kicking people in the nuts and they're like super enthralled by it and they think it's the funniest shit. And then they find out it's just their their ring doorbell can. Yeah. <laughs> uh let's let's circle back. Somehow I'd like to like like do a better discussion but I about the uh all the, all the the band books out there, but maybe that could be a special episode sure. of Florida Men. Sure. Let's let's save that for a future episode. And today we can just move right along to good old Ask Reddit. Ask Reddit. Let's ask the internet. What can be done to stop mass shootings? Simple. Very simple. Oh, <laughs> you already solved the problem. I got it all figured out. Maybe maybe this is a little bit more of a discussion than a, we just throw out our answer. Yeah. This is this is the the one thing I'm certain, and I'm 100% sure I'm right about this. We need to do something rather than nothing. Sure. Like doing the same, not changing anything will not fix it. But yeah, so the problem is all these politicians will bring it up and say it's bad, but they don't have they don't have a plan in place or like they don't have uh, an agenda to like like. No, I wouldn't say solve, but at least address or try to attack the problem. Well, they do though, but mm. well, but there's a lot of disagreement on what's going to work. Yeah, but so that's that's the question. Leave the we leave the politicians out of this because there's there's been a whole bunch of uh, gun control laws and things like that that have been proposed and shot down. And let me put it this way: the, as far as the politicians go, it usually kind of breaks down on. Not two sides, but there's two different avenues that they're looking to pursue. The one is is gun control because there's like a real compelling argument. Like, look, these countries that don't have guns all over the place don't have all the mass shootings. And then there's a second thing where it's like, well, it's not really the guns. It's like a mental health problem. So you don't have to do anything about the guns. And I've always thought, well, I don't, I don't doesn't seem like it's an either or to me. Like it could be a both. But do you, do you think it's those one of those two things or both or something else? There's a lot of things that aren't even talked about, like just uh, like as as uh, as uh, as shitty as this may sound, but like some people shouldn't have kids. <laughs> no offense, but some people should not oh. be allowed to have kids. Are we are we in China, uh, China style? We're gonna, we're gonna yeah, have I mean, like that, the... that could be a like that could be like a really extreme way of of trying to, but the the, the, the there's people there's a lot of horrible parents out there that shouldn't have ever had the ability to procreate and they raise these kids that are a little that may may or may not be a little wired a little differently and then parents just, just don't know how to address those uh quick question because because i know you don't you're not like that plugged into the news one do you, do you know why I, I put this question down no okay there was a there's a big another big oh, yeah, mass that, shooting yeah yeah I, I i glanced at the headline were you aware that in all likelihood, because cause it was funny, I, I hadn't thought about this at all, but when you just said, oh, some people shouldn't have kids, uh, I didn't know if, if you knew in all likelihood abortion will become illegal in 29 states now. Yeah, because they're trying to re- repeal uh, Roe versus Wade and leave it up to the states. and Correct. And, and uh, a bunch of states have already passed legislation that makes abortion illegal. It just does They just can't actually enforce it because of the Roe v. Wade. I mean, it's, it's protected on the federal level. And yeah, there's, so there, there, there was like a, it's kind of like a prelim, preliminary uh, decision where these judges had drawn it up, I guess, back, back over in this past summer or something. And mm-hmm. it just sort of got out and 
But yeah, it seems like in all likelihood that that will go bye bye. So I don't, Mondo, I don't know about this whole thing of like, it's not even that some people shouldn't have kids. It's some people like will have to have kids. Like, like that, that, that option is of, uh, might be, might be just out the window for a lot of people. I think, I think people, I think law or no law, there are going to be people that shouldn't have kids that have kids anyway. Yeah. So how do, how do you fix that though? If that's the, well, like I said, do we go, do we go comes, China style? It comes down to, yeah, it comes down to like figuring out a way to enforce it. Um, maybe requiring a permit to ha- like have kids kind of thing, like a DMV license. Like, you this, know what I mean? This is ama- I had not expected this, <laughs> this to be the offered solution. No, I mean, it's, like I said, that's just one of, a, but I'm, I'm saying like one of hundreds, I'm sure of ways out there that can, uh, that are all uh, aimed at addressing the mass shootings Dude, problem. Th- if, if there was some sort of limitation on the amount of kids you could have, but nothing changed in the immigration laws, People would freak the fuck out in this country because have, have you, you know, there's this whole. Uh, I, I want to make sure I get this right, but I, I believe it's called like the replacement theory, or I don't know if it's a theory, but it's th- this is this is like a thing that has been said like on on Fox News, like in public, that I guess a lot of the like kind of like white nationalists think that there's an effort to replace like good like Christian white voters with these like. Brown immigrants. I mean, I'm, they they, 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 they say it a little bit more dog whistly than that. But they think there's an agenda for that. Yes, or? like they think there's like an intentional like plan in mm. place to what, did, what? How do they put it? They're like they're like yeah, like replace like the the voting electorate with these more subservient like foreign immigrants. So it's basically like a reverse version of us. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, like. Uh, we're trying to like invade, like invasion of the body snatchers, trying to fucking take over the world, Domi- global domination. Although it's fun, you know. <laughs> I, I guess this, this question was about mass shootings, right? Yeah, I think it seems like white people are pretty much at the at the helm when it comes to mass shootings. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think uh, I think minorities just do like a straight. Either it's either going to be like a drive by, like that's the closest thing you'll get to like a minority in a mass shooting. It's like a drive by, like some gang drive by, but it's not like a planned. Well, no, there, there it's, has, it's not a special level of Call of Duty. Not, and yeah, it's not. It's not saying it doesn't happen out there because there was that one. Wasn't there like, wasn't there like a young black dude that was like shooting people from the back of a of a car? Or that something? was the yeah. I think that was Baltimore. Yeah, the Baltimore sniper. Yeah, yeah. So it's not to say that like all mass shootings are white people. It's also just it just also happens to be that they're almost always males too. It's I mean they're they're few. You know what I mean? They're not. There's not a bunch of crazy little white chicks going out there killing a fucking bunch of people. There, there have been very few female serial killers. There have been female serial killers. I don't think there's ever been a female mass shooter. Yeah, not that, I, not that I know. Of, um, yeah, dude, that just jogged my memory. The last year I was at Whittier College. That's when. That's like when the whole uh, Boston sniper thing happened. Uh-huh. And so one of the freshman lacrosse players was. <laughs> He was from he was from like the Maryland you know Baltimore uh, area, and this fucking kid was really struggling just with college life and academics and everything. And I was trying to help him out, and I said I would I would, <laughs> I would help him with like one of his papers. And so I'm like reading this 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 oh my god, this this just goes back to like education and some people shouldn't have children, and oh. the, the whole the whole if I if I could encapsulate the thesis of his paper. And I still remember it. Cause I was like, 
how, oh my God, how dumb and self-centered is this kid? The thesis of the paper was the Baltimore sniper was bad because it ruined our prom. Oh, nice. And and I just I'm like, okay. And that kid, that kid, <laughs> that kid somehow made it to college. You know how I think he did? I think his parents were rich. He had a either rich rich parents or they were like athletic. They're they're in a sport, and that's how they most these schools squeeze in kids that. That's the thing too. Like there are people out there that shouldn't that don't deserve uh, uh, graduate degrees. They don't oh. deserve college degrees. <laughs> but but the system, you know, they try to force everyone should have a chance, and I get it. But if you're just not, if you just don't. <laughs> have the mental capacity you probably shouldn't get a degree let's 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 try to wrap this one up but um sure. uh, the two things I, one i am i am interested to see how this plays out because just touching briefly back on the politicians i was trying to fr- phrase that so it didn't sound creepy touching politicians i don't know they're uh-huh. they're, they're a bunch of creepers we've established this already generally the way this has played out there's been a there's been a shooting the more like liberal ones are like, we need gun control and, and so forth and so on. And then the conservative ones are like, it's not gun control because the NRA gives us a lot of money and uh, it's just a mental health problem. But then there's never actually like any plan to help address mental health. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's like the, the president's administration has put together this like pretty broad, like sweeping mental health program. The you know, idea is to give like a lot of extra support and services and stuff like that. So I'm just curious. I'm like, okay, how, how is this going to play out? Is this going to get shit on somehow? Probably. So I think like, uh, I don't know how, how school counselors worked for you and and like your high school, junior high, whatever, or even college, but the school counselors in our school were fucking useless. Uh, Oh, I think, I think there needs to be, it's either gotta be like a class. I think there's, there's several class, like subjects that we, that, that aren't, part of uh like academia mm-hmm. one of them is just being like general like money management and finances like that should be like a class to be able to have a like a a functional person that can kind of take care of themselves financially and then secondly there should be some kind of like a a mental health class or like a kind of like a group counseling type of thing where it's like it's a mandatory part of the well and that's the thing it would have to be small though if it was like a big class yeah, of high yeah, school yeah kids. you want to have a little more personal attention for sure. On the, this is actually one of the things I thought because I, I, yeah, our counselors were fucking useless. All they did was just sign off on our schedule. And by the way, I put together some dumb schedules <laughs> when I was in high school, like set up for failure. And they're just like, oh yeah, sure, whatever. Just yeah. and and then just to to you know process transcripts for college. That's that's all they ever did. But when I worked in a high school for a year after graduating Whittier, they had these instructional aides, they called them. Basically, what they, they there was, I think there was like maybe seven or eight of them at the school, and they would get assigned to like, quote unquote, like problem kids. Right. You know, we're like, you know, they The they, ones that needed a little, like a little extra yeah, push. Yeah, they would, you know, and they were usually young, like 20s. Um, it was, I could definitely see it was a, a job that would wear you down. You know, but they would go with them to certain classes where there was an issue. Like, they talk with them, check in with them. And I remember thinking, like, holy shit, that would have been amazing. You know, maybe maybe I didn't need one with me every day. Yeah. Because, like, I wasn't acting up in, in class or anything. But just to have someone who'd kind of, like, been through it and was a little older just to talk to, that would have been amazing. I always thought when I was, a when I was a, when I was, like, a super young kid, I always thought the the Big Brother program was kind of cool. Like I was like, oh, one day I want to be a Big Brother. You know what I mean? You know like, what? I thought about I even doing that more recently. Like yeah. I do, th- I do think it's a great program. 
Well, we kind of, we kind of, sort of, kind of do that in our fraternity thing in the Lancer Society. Like we do have little brothers, and we do kind of mentor. Like when I went back and was the, I, I didn't because my, my little brother had his shit better together than I did. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I need, I needed to go to him to life for life advice. Yeah, and then and yeah, when I like when I went back and was uh, one of the uh, the uh, pledge masters like a few years back, like I had eighteen fucking kids that it was like I was like a pledge master and all that, but it was like these are all like my little bro- they they could be my literally they could be my kids. They were like eighteen and I was like thirty six, thirty eight years old. So I was like these could be my children. So I I often thought of them as like my little brothers, like all of them were like my little whatevers, you know. Yeah, I didn't realize this, and I feel bad, but I, I that I kind of did that for the lacrosse team my last year. Yeah, when you're like the senior, when you're like the... I looked back at it being like, man, I really should have taken an even bigger leadership role. There was yeah. so much more I could have done. But it blew me away when, you know, I... Because I, I was trying to, you know, figure out exactly what to do post-college. And I, something at some point, I thought, like, maybe I'd be in Los Angeles, and then I wanted to see if I could uh, be in a, just an assistant coach for the, the Whittier team. And one of the guys who had been, he wasn't even a freshman, he was a sophomore when when I was a senior, was like, just please let me know if you do, because I'm not going to play next year, but if you're an assistant coach, then I'll, I'm going to definitely play. And I was like, what? That was yeah. weird to me. I didn't think I had that big of an effect, but you never know when you, but it's just, that's that's this is the whole point. Just one person in your corner, and then maybe you don't shoot up a school. Yeah. Just someone you could talk to, someone you could relate to, someone that someone that you can connect with. They can be a friend, they could be a mentor, they can be a peer. Just somebody that you admire their uh, opinion. And the problem is nowadays, and I get it. Everyone wants to be an individual. I get it. I I understand. Like everyone wants to express themselves their own individual way. But there is something to be said of being part of a group or part of something where you can look up to someone. Like I said, have a role model. We we don't have our role models. Unfortunately, these days are fucking movie. Uh, um, like actors and, 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 and musicians and like, and then you have people like the Kardashians that to some people are like, they aspire to be like, it's like, ugh. people that watch, okay, no offense to those that out there that watch this shit, but people that watch like trash reality TV shows and like, I don't get it. Like, I don't like, it's not good. It, it, it puts your mind in a different space without you being aware like it like all that stuff enters your subconscious and you think that the people on quote unquote reality shows what they're doing is normal when it's not and and uh all like like it sounds very preachy and all that but tv can fuck people up too like just watching too much if you allow yourself to be controlled you can be i think you know what i mean all right so i think we solved it Yep. Um, we, that's because someone listening just type that all up yep. uh send that into congress and let's get this going Let's see what some of the redditors say. I'll try to be quick because we're kind of user blob kososi. I don't know how the, what the fuck have effective social programs that promote good mental health outcomes and higher quality of life for the common people. Develop our society to be better and feel better so that people don't throw everything away in a fit of rage. They that address the mental health. Um, user tremolo four ninety nine says, "Stop making them famous." Yeah, I mean, don't don't. Some kids just want to be in the spotlight, and and as sad as it sounds, they resort to shit like this just to be in the spotlight, whether it's a good spotlight or a bad spotlight. User Plague681 writes, ask Reddit for a balanced, well-thought-out answer. <laughs> um, that's it. We'll read for that. That's going to be enough for Reddit question number one. But yeah, looks like uh, Degenerates did it again. We 
We made the world a better place. Yeah, that's you know we're one one step at a time. <laughs> we're 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 what's we're what's we call uh, uh, referred to as a think tank. You know, yeah. just just the best and brightest putting our heads together, we really, solving we really, the world's problems. We really are goody goody douches. Uh. Yeah, you know what? Actually, I think you know what we just hit on something. We have to take some ep- uh, excerpts. Fuck! Now I did it <laughs> from uh, from from our best podcast, and let's let's send it to the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. We really need some funding from them. Yeah, you know they're out there trying to do things with vaccines and this, that, and the other. Really, their money could be better spent right here. We got to ask a the former Mrs. Bezos for a little 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 sum sum. Oh, I know her husband. I know you. We talked about yeah. That. <laughs> right, right. Dear, dear, dear Dan. <laughs> been a while i don't know if you remember me could we have we don't need a bill like like 500 million just sure. to yeah, yeah. just to fund her we, we need we need to we need to have an actual studio because you know working out of my apartment we, we have like a nice house five bedroom house with a built-in sound you know one can dream anyway we'll, we'll have that not a five bedroom we'll have a three bedroom soon i'm building a house oh, in house. like months yeah 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 I was like, what are you talking about? I can just build a studio in the basement if I want. Ask Reddit question number two. What are once popular hobbies that are slowly dying these days? Trains. Trains? Yeah. So so a couple of things. One, um, there was actually like a model like a model train store on Alameda and that just closed down. Like here, like here in Colorado. Yeah, like right. This was it, it was. I think five six months ago it closed. So down, you know, up the street from your apartment. There was a model train store. Were you ever into trains? I was not. I remember my my high school wrestling coach was super 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 into trains. Yeah. Like he he had like a huge model train set in in his house, and he would show it to us. I mean, you know, every so often like they, they'd have the team over. And he had like these old like railroad ties that the, he used to like stake like uh, out you know, some of the landscaping outside of his house. We had I don't know maybe like eight of us go to this camp uh, during the summer. It was like a wrestling camp, and he went down with us, and like um, his son went with us, and but he insisted that we take the train to get there. And it was it did crack me up because because I guess like one of the kids had only ever really been in the suburbs, so we're sitting in Thirtieth Street Station. It's it's this huge huge I mean soaring soaring ceilings and like stained glass and everything. But there's fucking pigeons in there. They just find their way in, and this kid Mike Rashuti starts freaking out. He's like, "There's there's a fucking pigeon in this train station." And we're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Why is there a bird in the train station?" Uh-huh. <laughs> but, but yeah, and then we we took the train down. But yeah, he had this huge huge model train set, and you show it to us and everything, and and. Uh, that used to be like a hobby. I don't really understand. I guess it was building like the tracks out and everything. Yeah, yeah. The building the tracks out and then like making the train do cool shit like go through bridges or, or over bridges or through tunnels. Like and then just having it to go. It, I I understood the concept of having a train. The problem is as I was always way too young and that train hobby thing is like an expensive hobby. Like you have yeah. to have space. Uh-huh. And all those little pieces, like all the little tracks and Super fucking little yeah. decorative fucking things, a little, you know, crossing guard, like all that shit adds up. It's 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 hundreds, if not thousands of thousands of dollars, I'm sure. I used to like watching them on TV, but I, I knew I could never afford that well, shit. Well, I think that's why all those like niche, you know, model train stores were able to stay in business because you had a, yeah, it was a very small amount of clientele, but it was so expensive but uh, sucks. To say, I I think the the population of like model train enthusiasts 
probably dying out. Yeah. Um, you know, like rest in peace, Mr. Burke, like my high school wrestling coach is, is no longer with us. So that's, that's one that, that is a hobby that is figuratively and literally dying out, I think. Yeah. Well, just trains in general, like even real life trains are not a, uh, like a commercial, they're, they're not used the way that they u- were used when they were first introduced. They used to be more of a commuter thing and getting all over the country. And- they are just not in our country. They're not. Yeah. Um, I mean, in, in, actually in most, in most places, they're still incredibly popular. We just yeah. suck at, at mass transportation. America, it's terrible at mass transportation. We're number one in mass shootings though. Yeah, <laughs> it's something. But oh man, I want to. Uh, have you ever I, have you ever ridden a bullet train? No, but I almost did. I, uh, they were building one at the time. They were building one that was supposed to leave like from somewhere like in San Diego and go all the way through like somewhere in northern or central California, and it was going to go through Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then I remember there was it's like a lot of politics in the, in the bullet train uh, project, like a lot of. People didn't like they wanted the bullet train to go through their city because mm. it would bring revenue in, but no one wanted to pay for the bill. Like all politicians, yeah, we, we suck at all that stuff. But other countries use bullet trains and, and mass transportation and trains in, in general a ton. There so. was supposed to be one also that went from like somewhere in LA or Orange County to go to like to Vegas. So you get to like Vegas in like an hour or two or something like that, as opposed to driving and sitting through traffic and all that shit. And there was that there was that one train that it actually like went around the circumference of the, the earth and it was self-sustaining and like but it was like all the really poor people lived in the back and then as you went up there was like more and more rich and opulent cars Snowpiercer and then little children worked at huh Snowpiercer You got the reference <laughs> Have you seen it the show No I've seen the movie The movie was okay the show's all right too Okay anyway, that, that's not so, Reddit we're so, just So what, what was your hobby Um I have actually a couple the the first the the first one that popped in my mind is just making like the the act of creating a mixtape like I, when we were kids there was cassette tapes for sure yeah and and I remember like that was like for me one of the few ways where I can get music from the radio I would like tape the radio like if there was songs I wanted like a tape the radio and then that would be like my the song I would listen to whenever I wanted to listen so like making mixtapes why I brought that one up is because when uh in 2003, 2004, when I first came out here to, to Denver, was with Bollocker, Lizer, uh, Allison, uh, Nionian girl, and myself. Came out for spring break, and then at the end of the trip, we we made like a we 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 all picked some songs, and we made a CD mixtape that we were like, okay, here's the deal: we're only going to listen to this CD looping over and over and over again from the drive from here in Denver all the way back to California. So I heard that CD like 20 times over. But uh, I made one recently for myself and uh, Lizer and Bollocker, um, but uh, obviously more to date current songs. Well, I think that still actually exists just more in a digital format, right? Because yeah. there's the Spotify playlist people go crazy about. Yeah, but it's it's to me, it doesn't it doesn't have the same. No, it's there's not a physical, tangible thing. Yeah, it's it's not quite this. It's 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 parallel. It's akin to like people that collect records. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like people collect vinyl because that vinyl has a certain feel, a certain sound, and like having like a finished CD that has like a pre. I, I, yeah, I I do think there's a physical element to it, but I, that's also like what every generation says. Because when we had CDs. 
there's like the old heads who are like, no, it's not the same as a record and a record's yeah. a, f- and you press it and blah, blah. It's True. like, look, all right, all right, calm down. Calm down, old people. It's a CD. It sounds better. It's crisper. Shut up. So I, then, uh, I bet like, like the little like Zoomers are, are like. Yeah, they all have digital shit. They don't have physical anything. They don't have. I still buy can, CDs. Can can <laughs> you, can you share your CD yeah. over the phone with friends so they can listen to it? Yeah. No, you can't. Yeah, fuck you. CD is more you, intimate. You just don't get it, Armando. It's more. It's more selective. Um, the second po- uh, uh, hobby uh, was comic books. Uh, shit, comic books used to be huge, 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 and it's crazy because comic books, the the paper version is gone. It's kind of like it's still out there. It's still there's still a market for paper comic books, but most of it's gone. Uh, most of that's gone digital. Mm. You know, and then now with cheaper, the, cheaper, and then now that with um. You know, uh, Marvel movies making a comeback, and I just got superhero movies in general making like a big. So, so you just you just don't like the fact that these hobbies have transitioned to digital because comics are still huge. Yeah, that well, because it's just it's an a dying form of that media of that specific type of media. I think it just comes down to cost. Really, it's like it, 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 just just the the production and distribution is such a hassle. A lot of these companies are like, well, we're just going to make more money. You know, know, it's like much, it's just much easier to just send it, you know, through maybe, space in a satellite. Than- maybe it's the hoarder in me, but I, I still like having physical copies of, of CDs and Blu-rays and, and, uh, it's just, just having. Yeah, yeah no, I, I understand. But I, I think the hobbies you're mentioning, like they haven't really died out exactly. They've just kind of changed a little. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah. Fuck them. Fuck your digital shit. Let's see what some of the answer some of the users on Reddit say about that question. User Harry underscore effective eleven seventy two writes model trains, just like Aaron said. When I was growing up, every town had a model train store in it. Now I have one in one in region, and everything else has to be bought online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's probably the other thing too, huh? Online's killing everything. Like, yeah, you you could get the same models. Probably, I'm sure cheaper online without having a storefront paying for the brick and mortar you just have like a warehouse and sell shit like amazon does you know yeah user spooky underscore scuddly underscore molder writes stamp collecting oh yeah yeah stamp collecting's a thing i liked coin collecting when i was a I kid have, i still have coins at home somewhere my parent in california somewhere user sheeple 85 writes don't see anyone playing marbles anymore i had an awesome collection at school and yeah, marbles old school we had some marbles Any, nothing cool why did why was that not listed among the childhood games? <laughs> we did because it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a thing we did every day. We did like once a year or something. I don't know. Would you have lived in the uh, the Squid Games marble section? Would you have made it out? No, you didn't. Okay, you didn't play marbles that much. Got it. No. Last one I'll read. User Ray 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 writes ham radio operating. Oh shit! Ham yeah. radios. Yeah, that was like a. I forget. There's like a. It's a weird hobby. Yeah, you just just tuning in and trying to talk to random people. Yeah. So that was it for Ask Reddit. We are now going to. We don't really have a name. I get, well, top tier. Of, top tier. I guess. Uh, a segment. We'll tear it up. Tear it up. Whoop whoop. <laughs> is, it, is that is that part of it? <laughs> yeah, is it whoop, tear it up parentheses? Whoop whoop. Yeah, yeah, that's the name of the this. We're gonna call this segment. We're we're gonna just basically. Or you go ahead and explain it. Yeah, so so we we are going to make a tier list. If you're not familiar with tier lists, I think this is something that, that came out of like video games and, and comic culture. And it's just the the absolute best is S tier. 
And then from there, it's like A, B, C, D, and F. I don't, I don't, I don't think any of the, I don't think we really need to have an F tier because we're, we're going to make a tier list of, of it's 90s Nickelodeon. Rank, yeah, it's ranking them. So, so like, like S is just absolute best next level, like the, the best of the best. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, it kind of A, A through, through D kind of almost on a, like a school grading system. Yeah. Um, so I, we, we, we have a collection. These are not all Nickelodeon shows. These are 90s Nickelodeon shows and ones that I, I at Familiar least vaguely with. remember. Exactly. Because yeah. there were some even where... Uh, How do we come up... Let's, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. How did we come up... Wh- why... Yesterday we were watching something and then we just started talking about Nickelodeon out of the blue. I don't know how we got on it. I yeah. don't. But yeah, I, we, then we, we were talking about some of the shows... And I got incredibly hyped up because I remembered a specific episode from a show called Salute Your Shorts. And I'm like, it's not even that good of a show. And yeah. then, but I'm like, that episode was, I mean, you you had a special enthusiasm and excitement that you could generate as a kid. So I thought that would be fun to sort of take a step back so to. So let me just interject here a little bit. Uh-huh. I when we grew up as kids in my in my household, my family, we did we couldn't we didn't have cable, so we didn't have Nickelodeon. So the only chances I got to watch Nickelodeon were when I was visiting my cousins mm-hmm. in uh, in uh, Claremont, Montclair, Claremont, wherever the hell I live. And their parents, you know, they had cable and we watched Nickelodeon whenever we like spent the night over there for the weekend. Every now and again, I remember like us being able to like get pirated uh, cable at our house. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how we did, but we got pirated cable somehow at our, at our place. We were poor. We were broke as fuck. So... Watching Nickelodeon to me as a child was for sure a treat. Like I, w- I didn't have Nickelodeon all the time where it was just like a regular news network where like I have easy access to it. So like Disney Channel and Nickelodeon were like, oh fuck, we get to watch whatever's on, you know. So it, ha- it calls, the, it recalls all that nostalgic feeling of like, oh goody goody, like, like I'm gonna play with my toys here. You know what I mean? Like, so anyways, go- going on this list. All right. How do you want to? You want to list them all, and then I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a show. This okay. is, this is how we're gonna do it. I'm gonna say a show, and then you know, we can we can talk about it for a second if we want, and then I'll say what tier I think it's in. You'll say what tier you think it's in. If we're like drastically different, say say like I think it's an A and you think it's a C, then we just we just put it to B, okay? And if 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 we're an average, yeah. And then if if we're just one apart, say like. Like you think it's an A and I think it's a B, then we go alternating possession, like like uh, like in like basketball. So like if it's if it's your t- you know the first one you can pick. So if you think it's an A and I think it's a B, then it's an A. Next one, if I think it's a C and you think it's a B, then it's a C, and we just go like that. You're getting too complicated, but okay, sure. It was, right. It's not that complicated, I swear. Yeah. Okay. Alternating possession. All right. For, first up. First show of the '90s, Nickelodeon, Rocco's Modern Life. Remember that one? Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah, it was. Um, he was like a wallaby, and they all had like uh, whatever Australian or New Zealandish accents, right? Like all the all the voice actors, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember that one. They were all drawn. They weren't. They were all drawn like a little bit goofy. It, to me, it always felt like it was like let's cross like Doug and Ren and Stimpy, and but not make it like as weird as either one of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the the premise. It follows an easily frightened immigrant wallaby named Rocco who encounters various dilemmas and situations. So, so 
I've, I I have that as a C. C sure. tier. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, I can I can say a C. It wasn't one of my favorites, but it wasn't like horrible where I didn't like I enjoyed watching it. I just can't recall um much of the detail of the show. All right. Clarissa explains it all. That one to me, what's the worst tier? Uh, I think we had D. We can have F. It could be. It could be D and F. Okay, it's one of those for me. I didn't. I didn't. I. This was not one of the shows that I watched all the time. And when I would catch glimpses of it, it always felt like to me like more, more girly. Like not. It wasn't something I enjoyed. The, the protagonist was a girl. Yeah, yeah. But she explained it all. I guess she. You know, and you know what? To be fair, she didn't explain it all. All those things in those banned books in Florida. She didn't touch on that once. And I think if you're going to name it, Kalisha explains it all. It's got to be comprehensive. So you know what? Let's, I, I would say a C. So, so we, are we going to put that in a D? Here's why I, here's my argument for it to be D because I enjoyed, I, I enjoyed Rocco's Modern Life. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> you're saying that you want to give Clarissa the D. Give him, give Clarissa the D. She, she's very, very conservative Christian now. So I don't know if she'd let you. All right. Melissa, Joan Hart grew up to be, uh, super, super religious. I, maybe that was part of the explains it all part. She didn't, you know what? They didn't even talk about God in that show. I'm disappointed. I, I, I change it. Let's give it an F. Oh shit! Wait, we're, so we are doing F? Fuck it. I didn't actually hate it, but in hindsight, I'm just outraged by the name. Not, not even close to everything was explained. Yeah, boo. F. False F. advertising. Okay. Next up, Double Dare. That one's got to be. So, a, I would say A. So, so just just to remind everyone, Double Dare it was it was one of their their game shows. Are you including Family Double Dare in that sure. one too? Okay, so they're the all same. the Double Dares. All and, <laughs> and there was like a when there's also I think they had like Celebrity Double Dare, yeah, and yeah. it was like the worst grade celebrities ever. And then one time they got I remember they got Jonathan Taylor Thomas on, and that was like their big thing. And he's just like, "What am I doing here?" Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was like the first part of it was like a game show where you had to answer trivia. And then somehow that let led to this like obstacle physical course. challenge, physical challenge, physical challenge. Yeah, it, it was. Uh, I also give, I give it a C. <gasps> you give. Here's why. I remember getting so frustrated watching because at the very end you had what was it called at the end? There was like this big obstacle course they had to go yeah, through. Yeah, whatever. And, obstacle and they yeah. had to find flags. Yeah. And it it was so frustrating to me because sometimes like the team would have done so well and they just couldn't fucking find the flag. It was like in the weirdest place or yeah. get stuck on something. And I'd be like, this is bullshit. They're doing great. Like I would get pissed off like on their behalf. <laughs> so like I, I wanted, I wanted effort to be rewarded and it wasn't always, always rewarded on that show. I thought Mark Summers, the host did a good job, but as that, that one aspect of the show pissed me off so much, it ruined it sometimes. So you gave it a C, I gave it an A. Does that mean get a B? B. Okay. That's fair. The, the one great thing that was popularized by Double Dare was slime. Yeah, yeah. That was like the origin of slime. And the origin it, of slime, and then and it was like a big thing for Nickelodeon in like all of its shows was the slime. You could you could like buy like uh, slime toys. Yep. Uh huh. And then let's let's go back to a cartoon. Uh, what about Doug? I like that one more than Rocco's Modern Life. Agreed. I would, I would give that one like a B. Doug was really relatable somehow. Yeah, because he was like a fucking loser. I mean, kind of. <laughs> he was. Was he? Was, he wasn't a cool kid. No, he wasn't. He, wasn't. Cool. he was kind of like. A, and he was a little pudgy too. He didn't. I mean, a little, yeah, a little, little bit belly. Of belly. I, I we were we had we were having a laugh last night about his girlfriend named Patty Mays. Patty Mays. 
And, and like, his friend Skeeter. That was the other Skeeter thing. Skeeter was we were, blue. We were talking about, right, like they, they had an, or kind of a strange way in handling ethnicities in that show. Yeah. <laughs> because if I recall, white people were white. And then everyone else was like random colors. Pink and green and orange and fucking neon and shit. So yeah, it seemed to me like if you're going to do that, that's fine. But then have everyone be different colors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it, it seemed like there was a weird sort of ethnic slant to that show. So that won't... I said B. What did you say? I, you know what? B. I, I okay. go with B. Cool. Sweet. All right. That's a good one. What about Salute Your Shorts? We watched a bit of that last night. You know night. what? Um... I did enjoy the show back then, but it wasn't one. I wouldn't say it wasn't. It was a like one of my favorite of the Nickelodeon shows. It, I would. I would say I'd give that one like a C. C. I I would give it a, a B, just specifically because. Um, oh, and and for for anyone who didn't see Salute Your Shorts, it was just set at a sleepaway camp. Yeah. And we we were we were laughing because we kind of when we watched what did we watch the first five ten minutes of it. Yeah, and we going in, we're like the writing is gonna be so bad. The acting, like we knew it wasn't really yeah, it gonna was a, hold up production wise. Yeah, but but it starts where like the one kid shows up to summer camp, this summer camp, and he's like, "Why the hell am I here?" And then they steal they steal his luggage and run his shorts up the flagpole, and there's like the the most awkwardly delivered line from this like little child actor. He's like, "Well, you know what? I think you should do is just take a deep breath and." Salute, Salute your, your shorts, shorts. <laughs> but but the the what there is two two parts. Then like like five minutes later in the episode, one of the kids has a porn Mac. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like looking at this. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. This is and yeah, he had a joke. He's like, a dollar to look at it, twenty five cents for me to turn the page. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of joke was this? It was an excellent nudity. It was it was it was still a wholesome show. Very wholesome, but he just had a porn Mac in the first yeah. episode. <laughs> I, I I liked it. I liked those shows as what a was it? donkey lip How donkey lips donkey yeah. lips <laughs> donkey lips Budnick and Mikey. Oh, um, Jesus. I liked those shows there where, where it was like kind of an outsider kid and they kind of end up in a friend group without you know where it's sort of like a pre made like something about that was appealing to me because because yeah. I was like oh I want that I want to I want to be at this camp and just have these weird friends all of a sudden. So you gave it a B. I gave it a C. What grade does it get? That's alternating possession. You first. So you, you so I guess C. Okay. Rip salute your shorts. Well, C's not a bad grade as long as it's not a D or an F. Yeah, it's okay. I I, I enjoyed that show though. Did you? I, this is one I really didn't watch very much. Keenan and Kel. I didn't watch it all either. I I the episode I saw like a couple episodes. I'm like I don't find this humorous at all. They're I didn't just like very how dumb. They, I didn't like how they acted. Like they acted like they were hamming it up, but like hamming it up, like really. And it just didn't appeal to me. Like watching it, they I didn't think they were funny. I give I give it a. I'll say I'll give it a D because it wasn't it wasn't Clarissa explains it all bad, but it was not. Oh, it's my my alternating possession. I okay, give it an F. Sure. Keenan and Kel, I, you know, some people love that show. It also, I wonder if I was younger when I saw it because that was one that came out a little bit later. That was like mid nineties. Yeah. Okay. What about Legends of the Hidden Temple? Another game show. I I give that one an A. That was one of my favorite. Uh, of the because I liked I always liked the game show stuff. It, it, they, they expl- were, explain the, the format of Legends of the so Hidden Legends Temple. of the Hidden Temple. If I don't, if I recall correctly, there was teams of I remember if it was teams of four or teams of two. I think two, and each had like a different animal. Like you guys were the jaguars and you were the yeah. fucking monkeys and you were the this that. So there was four different teams of two or 
or it whatever. It was two. It was always a boy and a girl. Yeah. And basically, they had like, uh, like, there was like trivia stuff, and then there was like obstacle stuff too that they had to climb. Like a, it was it like an Amayan temple yeah, or something? Yeah. It was, it was like a, but it was like these very elaborately constructed sets where you're yeah. supposed to be like special so, effects and shit. Oh, yeah. And smoke would pop out and everything. It, it, it had, did have some of that double dare um, aspect of like, they just couldn't sometimes quite figure things out. Yeah. But it, but it seemed to me it was like less arbitrary. And something about those set designs and just like you said, yeah. this this is the Jaguar team and the it like really sparked my imagination as a kid. I'm like, oh, I want to run through the Hidden Temple. This is dope as yeah. fuck. I give it an A as well. All right, cool. We both gave that one a good grade. We both like <laughs> both like Legends of the Hidden Temple. What about okay? Let's go back to a cartoon. Ren and Stimpy. S tier. S tier. I said it. S tier. The first, first, for sure. Here's why for me, at least. Yes. The humor that we understood at that age. Ex- explain, explain the show. I can't remember the name of the, the artist, the guy that drew the, 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 like he's like, like he, his art, his art style. Had it, a specific, it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's a cartoon. And there's these two characters. One was Ren and one was Stimpy. For yeah, the life it, of me. I don't, Ren, Ren was a, a, a very angry chihuahua. Yeah, skinny who, little guy. Who, who, what was it? What was the accent? It was supposed to be like a Latin kind of accent, sorta. But, yeah, but, but not it was quite. Like a, but it was like a white guy doing a Latin accent. So Ren, it wasn't. It, Stimpy, what are you doing? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't spot on, but it was like I, you you understood. And then Stimpy was. Uh, he was a cat, sort of, but he was like very a, bulbous, like a big fat red cat with a blue nose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he was just—he was like a big—he was like a big oaf. He was an oaf. He was an oafish character. Uh, if there was like a pinky in the brain, Ren would be the brain, and Stimpy would be the pinky. Like it was just a yeah, but but they were way way weirder. Way weirder. It, way it was like graphic, and it like it like just something about the artistic style. Well, like kind of gross too. Kind of gross. Like like there were so it, it it would sometimes flip from like normal kind of a no, more normal cartoon style. To where there would be like a single panel where it was like very, very detailed, but it was always the grossest shit. It was like, like earwax or something. Or, or like, like Ren like tearing off his toenails or something. Just yeah. And and just just very detailed graphic, you know, well shaded, like almost to the part where like, wow, like this is really artistic and disgusting. Yeah. So why I give it an S tier is because when at that age, we only understood the cartoony stuff. Like there's only there's only uh, there's only a certain level of humor we understood from that show. But the show holds up. Like if you were to watch it now, oh fuck yeah! Like you, would, there would be other humor, like like more adult humor that you're like, oh, these fucking guys. Like how the fuck did they sneak this into a kids show? Like just some of the things that they imply and everything, and. Um, so that's why I think Ren and Stimpy hold it just it just holds up. It's it would still it's still it's it's very unique for sure. Uh, okay. Oh, the, well, this is interesting too. Okay, I I was just scrolling through the whole thing, and because uh, by the way, they, they in the the description they say Ren Hawk. I forget his name is Hawk. Is an is an emotionally unstable and sociopathic Chihuahua because yeah he gets dark like there's like yeah. a lot of like mental illness that yeah. sort of gets addressed and then there but in this Wikipedia article there is a cent- uh, controversy and censorship section and it, it says uh, some segments of the show were altered to exclude references to religion politics and alcohol 
Uh, many episodes included someone smoking a cigar, pipe, or cigarette. Several episodes had violent, gruesome, or suggestive scenes. <laughs> like Ren's face being grated against a man's stubble. And a scene that was shortened where Ren receives multiple punches to the stomach from a baby. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it goofy shit. But but it was like like it would it would switch from being so dark and perverse and strange to being just lighthearted. Do you, do you still remember the log commercial? Yeah, well, sort of, kind of like log log. It was like a Christmas toy. Or it something. was it was like a slinky parody. Yeah, and but instead of like the slinky, it was just a fucking log. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's log, it's log, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood, it's log, it's log, it's okay, better so than what's bad, your, it's good. What's your what's your grade? S tier. S tier. Perfect. It has awesome. to be. That that is that is possibly the greatest cartoon ever made. I think so. I mean, and you know what? I I can't really. I I haven't watched SpongeBob or any of the the more recent shows, so I, I don't know. But that 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 show was a work of art. Yeah. There's like Salvador Dali and his melting clocks. And then there's Ren and fucking Stimpy. All right, moving on. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Now, I don't 100% remember it correctly. This was the one where they're kind of on a ranch, sort it of? Was, it was on a dude ranch. Yeah. It, it's a really very strange premise for a show. It's like, it's basically like these kids' summer jobs. But they were so young. But, but their summer job is to go work on this dude ranch where, like, you know, uh, like tourists and stuff are going to go. And it's a little bit of a resort, but then they have to like wrangle cows. And it, it, it's a very, very weird premise. It was, it was basically salute your shorts, but on a dude ranch. Yeah, I wouldn't say it was one of my favorite shows. I, I do remember watching it. For me, it's going to be a C or a D. All right, let's just be fair. Let's be nice and give it a C. I give it a C for two reasons. Okay. Reason one, uh, the actress that played Brad. And then number two, the actress that played Melody. So that you're you're basically giving a good grace because there's hot chicks in there. Oh yes, that was that I was the. I don't remember that. As a as a kid, those were the main reasons to watch them. And Melody, though, that was I forget. Her, I think her name is Christine Taylor. But that that was that was the the actress of both Dodgeball, the under underdog story, and Zoolander fame. Oh. She, she grew up, and then I guess I think she's still married to Ben Stiller. Oh. So yeah, very very strange premise for a show. Maybe not the greatest characters. Two super cute girls, and like at that point, you know, like middle school age. I'm like, I'm all about this. I will watch it for right. Christine and, and Brad. Let's see. So we gave it. Hold on, I gotta give a C. We gave a C. I'm writing this down, by the way. Me too. What about? Oh yeah, I did write that as guts. What about? What would you do? Now this one I don't remember. I I, I it sounds it sounds familiar, but I can't. You're gonna have to remind me what show that was. Fuck. <laughs> you don't remember it either. I I so I was hoping you'd remember it and remind me. All I remember, I know it was a game show, and I remember like the theme song was like, "What what 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 would you do?" Then I can't I can't remember. I'm gonna here. Let me let me look it up. I've got this whole list. I just have to get to the uh, the game shows. Um, and I think this was another Mark Summers hosted one. If I recall, that this was like a new show that they gave him. Where I'm not preschool. Uh, audience members were asked to volunteer to perform funny stunts. Example: kissing a champ, chimpanzee, etc. Yeah, I don't really remember it that fondly. I it can't it can't it, it couldn't have held a light to Double Dare. I don't think because if if it was, I mean, I'm sure it was good. I'm sure I enjoyed it, but I just yeah, just it's not. You know what? Based on the fact that neither of us remember it, I'm gonna give it a D because it wasn't bad enough where we're like that. 
show was terrible. I hated it. Yeah. But it obviously wasn't good enough where yeah, okay. it made any kind yeah, of impressions. I, I give it a D as well. What else? All right. Pete and Pete. Uh, that one that one for me is probably, it's going to be the, either an A or an S tier for me. It held like some weird, there was such a weird fascination to that show. So Pete and Pete basically is two brothers, mm-hmm. both named Pete. He's <laughs> big Pete and little Pete. And uh, they just got into just this misadventures of just kids, of just boys growing up and having a a, a brother. And little Pete was kind of a little bit of a troublemaker, a little bit of a like brash, like more of a punk rock kind of kid. Yeah. And older Pete was a little more, I'd say a little more straight edge, if I recall correctly. A little bit of a, a do-gooder. And... Um, yeah, little little Pete was like raging against the world. Yeah, like he hated adults. Yeah, yeah. Little Pete had that friend. Uh, what do we say his name was? Arlo or Arno or Arnie? Arnie, Arnie the strongest man in the world. It was like this weird fucking character that was just always in spandex and like was like a uh, not not physically intimidating at all. No. But but he was like just slightly stronger than a normal person. Yeah. <laughs> he like wasn't didn't actually have like real superpowers. It was always unclear whether he just thought he was strong or he was actually strong. Yeah. That was another really weird show. I I think yeah, for me I was going back and forth between whether it was S or A. I I think it's A. Let's let's put it A and then we can revisit it. Okay. Because the, the one thing, I can't remember if it held up as consistently. Like yeah. I feel like every episode of Ren and Stimpy was a masterpiece. Whereas Pete and Pete, it was sometimes I think it was hit or miss. Okay. Do, do you remember a show called Welcome Freshman? No. Me neither. Let's just strike that one then. I was confused. It, looked, it ran for three years. It was right in the same like timetable as all these other shows. So just give it an F. I don't remember it at all. I can't, I can't give it one way or the other. But what about The Secret World of Alex Mack? You ever no. see that one? Nope. Uh, I did see that one. If you didn't see it at all, let's skip it then. Okay. What about Guts? That one was going to be for me uh, probably a no. If a it's, B. It's, it's another. It's another game show. Yeah, another game show it was a little more. It was almost like American, if I remember correctly, like American Gladiators, but for kids. Th- there were a lot of. You know what it always made me think of? There was this uh, Mike Myers SNL sketch where he's like this hyperactive little kid. And he's got like a helmet on, and then he has a bungee cord on his back, and he's just like strapped to a jungle gym. He's <laughs> always like running away from it and bouncing back. There were there were copious amounts of bungee cords and silly shit like that. It really was. Yeah, that was a perfect way to describe it. American Gladiators for kids. Uh, I I would give it a B because I didn't. I'm just looking at our other um, tiers. It wasn't Legends of the Hidden Temple good. No. Um, I'd say it was as good as Double Dare. Double Dare got a B. I agree. Okay. Guts is a B. What about Roundhouse? I don't remember that one. You didn't see that? I'm going to give that a B because uh, I do remember that. That was it was it was actually kind of like a sketch comedy like improv, and that's one where it probably doesn't hold up. But that was the first time I'd ever seen sketch comedy ever, and I was like, this is crazy. Like they're coming up with this stuff on the. I that's one where like looking back, if I saw it, I'm I'm sure everything was like produced and they were telling these. Like, because I think they're mostly child actors. Maybe they were twenties. I don't know. It was hard to tell. But I thought that they were coming up with everything on the spot, and I was like, "This is the most amazing thing ever." But so you gave it a B. But what do I, I can't give it a grade if I don't remember what show it is. Does it just automatically get a B? Yeah, that doesn't sound fair. You don't remember? You, you know? Or what you, if I just say I want to give it an F just to be a dick? 
It's based on nothing. Doesn't count. <laughs> this is this is like uh, like uh, I can't capture I, the flag tag, man. I'm on. making up my own rules I as they go along. In my consciousness, I can't give it the same grade that we're giving Double Dare and Guts if I don't remember it. Okay, fine. See. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just to appease you. Um, okay. What about Are You Afraid of the Dark? And, hey. But we gotta we gotta hold on. We gotta justify what it. Are, uh, are you afraid of the dark was an episodic show and basically what it was was tales f- uh, from the crypt for kids so like each episode would be like some sort of, sort of sh- like short scary story it was two it was two worlds it was a, it was basically a club a club of kids that would meet in like this fucking middle of nowhere forest somewhere and they had this like this ritualistic thing and they would take turns of telling a, a scary story and then and then you would enter the the world of that story that's being told by that kid. So it was like, it was, it was a kind of story within a story, sort of, but not kind of really, they were as scary as you can get for, for those, for that age, for like, you know, uh, tweens and younger, you know what I mean? Like, like none of it was gory. None of it was like, like there was, there was like jump scares, if anything kind of stuff where it was tame, but it would still like, if you were that age, I mean, I remember watching, are you afraid of the dark? And like, I'd be cool with it because I like scary shit, mm-hmm. but I had cousins that were my age that would have nightmares from watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? It was like... There, there's only one of them that I remember being afraid of, and I, I can't exactly remember the premise. I just... I, I think... But I think they had, like, glasses or sunglasses or something where, like... And I just remember there's one scene where they're looking at, like, their kitchen and everything looks normal, and then they put the glasses on and, like, the kettle is boiling, and I got... I was like, oh, oh my God. I, I, <laughs> That one tripped me out. It was it was a lot more subtle than the other ones, but something about that that did actually scare me when I was a little kid, but in, in a fun way. So they did a great job of like kind of walking that line where they weren't they weren't traumatizing their audience, but they actually were making it scary. So you had it as an uh, I give it a B. You only give it a B. Yeah. I reach. So by the way, they made they remade uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark in like 2019 or mm. 2020. And I watched. I think I don't remember if it was one season or two seasons. I watched. I watched all of them. All, whatever came out, whatever they spit out. And um, I think if I was that age, I think it would still hold that same kind of spookiness. But I'm older and I don't get scared that easily with that well, stuff. Yeah, yeah. This none, none of this stuff is. Yeah. is uh, other than Ren and Snippy, which is for everyone, none of this stuff is for us anymore. Yeah. But I would have given it an A. But but alternating possession. It's your turn. You get a B. Okay. And I think that was it. That was the end of it. So was was our only S tier show Ren and Snippy? Ren and Snippy. We, we gave we gave Doug a B. Ren and Snippy and Yeah, Pete and Pete almost got an S tier. I think that was the only other one do, that was Do we give Pete and Pete an S just just retroactively? Sure. We can do that. That's we, we we you even said we'll go back to it. That show was pretty amazing. I'm okay with giving it an S because, like I said, it has this it holds a special nostalgic thing for for whatever. I don't remember the story or the plot. But I do remember like watching it back then and how like how much I enjoyed that show. Like it was it was for sure my favorite one of the. It, it was so weird and offbeat. Like I remember there was one episode called Johnny Unitas in the Universe, uh-huh. and it's just like an old football quarterback, and for some reason they were trying to find him, and like that's like just such a strange for a '90s kid show. It, it it did have that that kind of offbeat like weirdness to it. That is something kind of special. There was, there was an episode that I connected with that I remembered. I don't. I couldn't tell you exactly what happens in the episode now. I have to watch it over again. But it had something to do with Little Pete joining a band or like starting a band in his garage. And it was like it was like Little Pete 
and that guy Arno or Arnold or whatever Arnie. that Arnie was in the band, and then I forget who else is like a couple other neighborhood kids were in the band, and I'm sure I'm sure Big Pete was probably in the big in the uh, in the band as well. But it had something to do with music and them playing a song and then them trying to recreate a song they heard, and and it was uh, I don't know I, I enjoyed that. They had such great antagonists too. Um, because I was I was looking up this, so the, the, there's a, a list on the Wikipedia entry called enemies. There was there was endless Mike, who's the mortal enemy of Big Pete, and then there was there was Hathead, Open Face, and Pit Stain. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> We're running a little late, uh, a little long. Um, just really quickly. So yesterday when we were talking about this, we didn't really talk at depth like we did right now, but we mentioned that there was a young. Ryan Reynolds in a Nickelodeon show that mm-hmm. I, I was like, I swear I've seen Ryan Reynolds and we couldn't figure it out. So I looked it up last night and there was a show called Hillside, but in, in the United States it was called 15. And so if you, that was like the first time I'd ever seen huh, never saw a that. Ryan Reynolds, uh, a young, very, very young Ryan Reynolds. And he had the same like sense of humor, but obviously much more innocent and naive that he has now. He's just kind of like a little bit of a smart ass kind of Deadpool kind of, you know, Okay. Um, and I can't remember this show was on Nickelodeon or on Disney Channel, but do you remember a show called Kids Incorporated? Nope. Yeah, I can't remember if that was on Nickelodeon or, or um, it, it may have been a Disney Channel show. Oh, anyhow, that that was our that was our tier list. Let's see if we if we can maybe publish that with the episode. I, I would, yeah, be interested to see if uh, anyone else has some differing opinions. But let's let's wrap this episode up, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I can't. I can't. And doing a quick search of the show, Kids Incorporated. It doesn't say if it was in Disney Channel or Nickelodeon, but check it out. I didn't know this until now, just looking at the IMDb. But apparently, a young Fergie of um, what's the name of that group? Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. A young Fergie was one of the main uh characters in kids incorporated i didn't know that nice and amario lopez is a backup dancer holy shit um so yeah that was it for today's episode we hope you guys enjoyed it thanks for listening thanks for watching you guys on the youtubes uh we'll talk to you guys in the week bye Hey everyone, Mondo here. I just want to take the time to say on behalf of myself and Aaron that we appreciate everyone who's taken the time to listen to our podcast. We know there's hundreds of thousands of podcasts to choose from, but you took some time out of your day to listen to us ramble on. Please share our podcast, like and subscribe, follow us on all our social media platforms and all that jazz. Whether you love us, hate us, agree with our opinions or disagree, we still love you.